and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Amen and amen. We're going to look at Luke chapter 5, uh, verses 12 to 16. But let me read verses 12 and 13 first. While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And so this is an account by Luke early in Jesus' Galilean ministry when, where a, when a leper saw Jesus right at that moment, right there and then, the leper dropped on his face and begged Jesus. And Luke described that he was full of leprosy so as to um, emphasize the severity of his condition. Now, Leviticus chapters 13 and 14 uh, that's where we can find the regulations governing uh, lepers in, in the Jewish community. And according to Jewish uh, customs and laws, basically if, if, you were, uh, if you were a leper, you had to keep two meters away from everyone else. Ito yung original na social distancing. If I can remember, 1.5 meters ata nung at the height of the pandemic. Ito, two meters away. And then, very interestingly, in Leviticus it says, if, if the wind blows uh, through a leper or kind of hits, passes a leper and hits you, the wind, eh? okay, you have to isolate uh, for 45 meters away from anyone. So you have to go into isolation. So really, leprosy in the Old Testament was the original pandemic. In fact, uh, according to the law, the only thing more unclean than a leper was a dead body. That's why they called this disease of leprosy living death. Because even as lepers were alive, uh, physically, they were wasting away and dying. And so because of this association uh, with uncleanness and death, leprosy became a metaphor for sin and judgment. Think about uh, the judgment on Miriam when she rebelled against Moses. And so for this reason, uh, curiously, Jewish rabbis despised lepers. Okay? They, when they saw lepers, they immediately assumed that these lepers were sinful people who were under the judgment of God. So they deserved no pity and they extended no mercy towards lepers. Think about that. The clergy, the spiritual leaders despised uh, the lepers. And so they became the lowest of the low. They were um, shunned by the religious leaders and outcasts to society. So imagine the burden this placed on a leper. I mean, physically, again, you're wasting away, you're dying. Emotionally, everyone keeps away from you, you're isolated, and then psychologically, you're struggling with guilt and shame because You've been conditioned to think that that is the judgment of God on you. So this kind of explains the leper's question to Jesus or his preface, 
if you will. In other words, the leper wasn't sure. He, was, he wasn't certain kasi, eh, yung rabbis nga eh, despised us. Would Jesus also despise us? Okay? That was the, that was a dilemma in the, he wanted healing, but would Jesus reject us the way the lepers do? Jesus' willing response, I will be clean. And that's why what happened was all the more remarkable. Because even as the leper dropped where he was, it was Jesus who moved towards the leper. He stretched out his hand and touched the leper, technically making himself unclean. Effectively, Jesus violated the law. He should have stayed two meters away from the leper. Instead, he approached the leper, stretched out his hand, and touched him. Again, technically violating the law. This was so unexpected. You might even say scandalous. But what Jesus was demonstrating was not so much that he was violating the law. It was that he would fulfill the law by suffering for our sicknesses and dying for our sins. The one thing going for the leper, though, for all of, for everything, for all of his torment and, uh, and struggles and challenges, the one thing going for him was that he understood the extent of his problem. He couldn't deny it. He couldn't hide it. He couldn't blame anyone else. He was helpless. He was beyond cure. But that was why Jesus could help him. And Luke says, immediately, leprosy left him. See, that's how Jesus is. That's why the Bible says Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus seeks actively, goes after the lost. And the beauty of Scripture is that it says Jesus removes our uncleanness. In our case, not ceremonial uncleanness because of sickness, but spiritually because of the sin in our hearts. He cleanses us from guilt, condemnation, and judgment. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, Isaiah 59 verse 1 in the NIV says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor His ear too dull to hear. Whatever your condition is, wherever you are, God's arm is not too short to save. You are not beyond the saving reach and healing power of Jesus Christ. And wherever you are, however dark, however low, Jesus hears. If you will but just humble yourself like the beggar did and ask Him to heal you and to cleanse you. And when you do, Psalm 103 verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our transgressions from us. You know why the Bible says as far as the east and from, and from the west and not as far as the north and the south? Kasi pag north and south, may north pole. Pag south, may south pole. In other words, if you go to the north pole, at a certain point, you're already going south. Pag punta kang south, at a certain point, pag diretso mo, pa north ka na. But you can go east forever. And you can go west forever. There is no limit. And finally, Isaiah 1.18 says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as Snow, we are made clean, literally, figuratively, and spiritually, through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
All that to say that when we put all of our faith and all of our trust on the finished work of Jesus Christ, whatever our past has been, however dark the things we've done in the past, whatever hidden secrets we may have in life, Jesus forgives us and Jesus cleanses us. No matter what our past, no matter who we are, we become blameless, the Bible says, in and through Jesus Christ, right at the point of our faith. Now, verses 14 to 16. And he charged him, Jesus charged the leper, to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded for a proof to them. But now even more the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Very interesting. Jesus violated the law by touching the leper. And now he tells the leper to observe the law. Go to the priest, show yourself to him, give the proper sacrifices, and you will be declared clean. Why did Jesus do that? Again, Jesus wasn't violating the law. He, was, he would fulfill the law. And in this case, he wanted the leper to observe the law so that he would be declared clean and so that he could rejoin society. In other words, Jesus' work in our lives is, is to make us whole in every area of our life, not just to forgive us, but in terms of our life, our relationship with God, relationship with self, relationship with others, and relationship with God's creation. It is holistic. Now, it's very interesting, again, if you notice, how many Jesus left, or don't tell anyone. This was such a great miracle. Yeah. But Jesus said, don't tell anyone. And this was a pattern early in Jesus' ministry. Now, there's two reasons for this. One was, one was very practical. Um, if you read uh, the Gospels, the report about Jesus spread far and wide immediately beyond Israel, even to Syria, even to Jordan, which were other nations already. And so crowds would come. And they were so desperate, they would crowd around him. Uh, one account says they, would all, they almost physically crushed him. And so Jesus could no longer uh, openly enter a town or a city. He had to come in at night, parang patago, and sleep under the darkness so that he could fulfill his mission. To, in other words, it made it more difficult for him to fulfill his mission, to preach, teach, and to heal people. So he was telling people, no, 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 don't make a big deal about it so that he could go around, continue going around freely ministering to people. So the first reason is practical. The second is this. Again, this is early we're in fifth chapter of Luke, early in his ministry. Jesus did not want people to prematurely announce and declare that the Messiah had come. Why? Because at this point, again, their understanding of the Messiah was very uh, inaccurate and unhealthy. They had wrong visions and notions of a political king uh, who would deliver them from the Roman Empire. Early in his ministry, they wanted to make him king, but Jesus slipped away. So Jesus did not want to be publicly announced as the Messiah until he had gone through the cross, until he had completed the mission of the cross. Because post-cross, post-resurrection, when people look back, then they will understand the Messiah was not some political king. He is the suffering servant of God who accomplished his mission by humbling himself to the point of suffering on the cross. That's the kind of Messiah 
that Jesus wanted people to understand. But nevertheless, as always happens, and we know from Mark's account, kahit sinabi ni Jesus, don't tell anyone, the leper went around telling everyone, you know, what Jesus has done for him. And so again, word about Jesus again spread far and wide, which is why Jesus often had to withdraw to lonely places so that he could pray. And so our story really this morning is not only a story of miraculous healing, but God's incomprehensible, unconditional love and forgiveness that is available for all of us. If we would, just like the leper, acknowledge how sinful we truly are and cry out to Him for forgiveness. Amen? So why don't we close again this morning by worshiping Him once again. So glorious Came down unashamed You called me yours Caught up in your grace You're all I need There's nothing more beautiful So just before you go about your day, allow me to pray a prayer of blessing over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you for joining us this morning. Join us again tomorrow. Goodbye and God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.